She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Hi, welcome everybody to Live, Love, Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour, brought to you by 360karma.com. We're happy to have you join us on this amazing journey today with the lovely Deborah Kagan. She's an author, she's a speaker, and she's the creator of Rock Your Mojo Weekend. Please give a warm welcome to Deborah. Hi, Catherine. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so happy to good. be with you. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine everyone out there wants to know what Rock Your Mojo Weekend mm. is. Who doesn't? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't want to rock their mojo? I don't know. I know I do. <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't, then you really need to go to that weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that Rock Your Mojo Weekend is in October, right? The 11th, 12th, and 13th, I believe. It is. Yeah. Yes. yes. And where does that happen? We're doing that in a um, hotel MDR. It's in Marina Del Rey here in Los Angeles, California. Oh, and great. it's great because it's such a it's not one of these big, crazy, you know, spaces in terms of hotels. Yeah. I love to think of it. And what I say to all the ladies is you might think we're in a hotel, but we're really in this sacred women's circle. I love that. Because it is an event just for women. Yeah. Right? The women's weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And we need more of that uh, camaraderie for women to have a safe space space to be their authentic selves and and learn to uh, actually, you know, generate a, a great mojo. I love that word. Well, yeah, yeah and I, so I'm sure many people have heard it as yeah. slang. The way that I use it is I talk about mojo as your life force because mm -hmm. it's energy. Yes. Everything is energy, and quantum physics has yes. proven this to us at this point, right? Yes. So when we talk about rock and our mojo, it's about tapping into the life force mm -hmm. that we were all born with. Right. Right? But through our lives, we've gone through stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, maybe you have, but. No. I, know, I know. You have it all, right? <laughs> we all got the stuff. I was that's like, for if sure. you're over 18, yeah. you've probably gone through some stuff, right? If you're over three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can be true. It can be true. Um, so I definitely want to talk more about the Mojo Weekend. Hmm. I want to talk about your book. I want to talk about your speaking engagements and just all the amazing stuff you're doing because you have been so triumphant over such challenges. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about the challenges because I always feel like that's what the audience relates to since we all have them. And this Me Too movement also has, I think, brought out more of a um, an ability for us to talk about those Me Too uh, type of things. And you had shared with me some things that you went through um, growing up as a child that you have impacted your life today because you got through those things and were triumphant and help others to do the same now, right? Absolutely. Um, so it, it kind of started when... Um, uh, I know you were born, um, was it in Baltimore? Or? I was born yeah, in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, you know, which people are like, wait, you say you're a New Yorker. My folks yeah. are from New York. Yeah. Dad was doing his residency in Baltimore at the time I was born. At, at John Hopkins. <laughs> yes, yes, at John yes. Hopkins. And then, uh, which you is know. like an amazing institution. Yeah. So he must have been an amazing doctor. He isn't, he still is actually. Oh, amazing. he still is. He's still practicing. Oh, he's an amazing. He's an ophthalmologist. He's a phenomenal eye surgeon and just a wonderful, you know, practitioner and care, you know, care of our site. Right, so yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, he's fantastic. But then, uh, so you moved back to New York after that. Yeah, six months later. And, um, but at a very young age, your parents split up. They did. Yeah. yeah, which is, I think, very common. A lot of listeners will be saying, hey, that was my life, right? right? And 
that really changed your life. Yeah, it was yeah. a it was a big you know fissure in my psyche and my soul as it can be I think for so many little kids. Yes, and my folks they both got remarried pretty quickly at the time mm -hmm. and. That, you know, it wasn't the, the friendliest of environments on, on either side for me. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was really challenging was my mom's second husband. Uh, I lived in a house of domestic violence for eight years, oh um, for the eight years she was married to him. Right. And a lot of people relate to that as well. Yeah. Unfo unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, there's the statistics, I think, you know, are, of course, uh, don't even don't even really give us the correct stats of what's happening because so many of these things don't still get right. reported. Right, people don't right. talk about they it. They don't want to talk about right. it because they're afraid that you know of something worse possibly happening, right. or where are they going to go, or what resources do they right. have? So, when that, what is the percentage? Do we know? Well, it's I mean, one in three uh, women, one in three have domestic battering in their household, right. and that is um, physical, emotional, both. 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 Yeah. You know, and then there's also the stats, which, you know, include um, sexual assault. Because a, yes. a lot of uh, people who go through sexual assault, it's it's done by a domestic partner. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. All too common. Ho hopefully this Me Too movement is empowering women and, and people, could be men or women, to speak up. Uh, don't you think? Well, yeah. absolutely. And for, yeah. for, you know, what I think, and the thing for me that was so exciting about the Me Too movement mm -hmm. was the fact that it's about being able to have conversations and say it to, even to one person. Right. And, you know, I think years ago, people would not have talked about this on my, on a show like this. But now it's very common for me to have people tell their stories. I think it makes them feel empowered. It makes them feel like they're empowering other people. Yeah. And, and they are. They are. Yeah, because yeah. every time you hear somebody share their story, it, mm -hmm. it I don't want to say it normalizes it, but what mm -hmm. it does normalize is people being able to talk about it. Now, one other thing that I think is common is that you uh, left home at a young age because of this domestic abuse to mm -hmm. get away from it, mm -hmm. uh, went away to boarding school, and that's and that was even worse in a way, I mean, because then you really did have your Me Too moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, I think it, out of being resourceful, because mm -hmm. we're all resourceful. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, little kids, yes. super resourceful. Like, yes. you know, if they want candy or if they want to go yeah. to a certain friend's house or a certain toy, like yes. they're going to figure out ways to do it. Right. So even as a young kid, I was I figured out I need to get the heck out of this crazy town house right, right. and found boarding school, which was great. But at the I'm time... I'm so proud of you for saying heck instead of hell. I know you wanted to say hell. I know you wanted to say it. <laughs> it took me a minute. Yeah, I know. I was saying to Catherine before, I was like, can I curse on this show? Because <laughs> I did grow up in New York, so sometimes I have a potty mouth. <laughs> we like that. So, so back but, to the story. Um, but, you know, so because there was... I don't want to say because, because that's, you know, sort of blaming... The situation that I was living in, one of the ways that mm -hmm. I knew how to deal with it as a young teen was to drink and do drugs. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I got to boarding school, I, again, decided to right. be very resourceful. Right. And I found the local drug dealer. Right. And you're certainly not the first one. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I thought because it's self-soothing. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened was at the end of my uh, freshman year, he decided it would be a great idea to break into my dorm and rape me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry. That's awful. It's nobody sh yeah. should go through it for nobody sure. Nobody should go through that. And, um, you know, I was petrified because in that moment it was scream, 
Mm -hmm. Right. And then uh, we were already on probation. (laughs) A bunch of us in freshmen, our freshman uh, girls had snuck out one night. Right. So we were already, you know, on a a tight rope. And if we got one more mark, we would get kicked out. Right. And I thought, I can't get kicked out because if I get kicked out, where am I going? Right. Back to the crazy townhouse. Right. And that's what I meant. So many women are in dilemmas like that where they want to speak up. But then they can't because the alternative might even be worse. Right. I mean, it, it, it's just between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. So, and back yeah, then, that's horrible. And back then, there were very few resources. Right. I mean, this was in the early '80s. Right. So, it, you know, nobody was talking about this. Right. And hopefully, today, a woman can speak up and yes. go to someone on campus without getting kicked out. Exactly. Like it was her fault. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's the just crime of it all is that people were blaming themselves right. because people were not believing them and mm-hmm. yeah i mean hopefully that tide is turning yes, yeah but uh, absolutely yeah and thank is. you for being brave enough to share this story because in the long run you have overcome mm-hmm. this and you help other women I, I guess it empowers you to help others obviously it's really the yeah. baseline and the deeper why of the work that i do right which is really you know towards this ending violence towards women and girls right that's my big why and you are aligned with peace over violence right I am. yeah and i'm on if their board people don't know what peace over violence is let's talk about that. yeah peace over violence is a phenomenal organization based in los angeles mm-hmm. and they were the very first um organization to have a rape crisis hotline in LA County. Wow. And they are, we're actually the same age, Peace Over Violence and I, we turned 48 this year. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're in LA, you're not supposed to say how old you are. I wear it with pride. So As you should. (laughs) Thank you. And they they also then had the first Spanish speaking um, rape crisis hotline and also um, disabled, um, you know, disabled hearing hotline as right, well. Right. So, and they have programs now for young children and for teens and for women and for men. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, also started something called Denim Day, which mm-hmm. is an initiative to really educate and go into communities. And it's a national initiative. I mean, right. it started I just heard about that. There was one in Santa Monica, yeah. Elena Christopoulos had exactly. told me about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she's a wonderful supporter of it. Yeah. Um, and that was started because of a case in Italy mm-hmm. where the judge ruled that um, uh, to let this man go free because he said the woman, uh, her, the jeans that she was wearing, there was no way she could have been raped because somebody would have had to have helped her uh, to take, um, sorry, somebody would have had to have helped the rapist um, to get her jeans off because they were so tight. Oh my God. Can and you imagine what? A well, and it created an uproar. Deplorable case. Yeah, oh it my would God. create an uproar. And so the case so actually got overturned. So that's why it's Denim Day. That's why it's I Denim Day. I did not know that. So it was Thank like, you wear sharing. your jeans with pride. Oh and uh, there is no reason and there is never an excuse to rape. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is horrific. Yeah. So how did you bounce back from that? And how did you get into the work you're doing with Rock Your Mojo? How did you write this book? Mm. Tell me the name of your book. Find Your Me Spot. Find Your Me Spot. Mm-hmm. And, and so how did that come about? And what was the transition from all you went through to doing this work that you do now? Well, what I realized, you know, I didn't say anything about the rape for 
five, almost six years. Oh my gosh. Wow. And you know that and that's what I was saying, like holding secret. yeah, holding those secrets and holding that shame inside is it, the one of the most toxic things that you can do, whatever right. kind of a secret you're holding. Right. But right. particularly when it's around your sexuality, your mm-hmm. own uh, feminine empowerment. Right. And the thing that people don't talk about when women go through this, mm-hmm. or, or men, but they don't talk about something called disembodiment. Right. Or disassociation, excuse me, disassociation, mm-hmm. where truly when you've had this kind of trauma and this physical trauma, mm-hmm. you disassociate from your own body. Right. And the in issue, order to survive. In order to survive. So right. it is a great survival mechanism at right. the time. Right. And if you don't ever, though, get help in becoming embodied, like literally getting back into your own skin, mm-hmm. you're never actually going to have a, as much power as you truly do. Mm-hmm. You won't have as much presence mm-hmm. and you won't make as big of an impact in life. Mm-hmm. Because you won't be being your real authentic self. Well, no, because you're living only right. up in your head. Right. Right. And you see people when right. they're just all up in their head right. and they're super stressed and their voices are usually up here because, right. you know, all the energy is up in the head. No wonder mine's so low. Right. No. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like you're in right. your body. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, and you know when someone actually yeah. is connected to their body because there's a presence. Right. There's a power to it. Yes. And therefore you can have this impact. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why Mojo, it's your life force. Right. And again, we're all born with it. Right. And I do believe, you know, uh, there's such an energy between all of us. Mm -hmm. And don't you feel the minute you meet somebody, you you feel their energy, good or bad? A hundred percent. Yeah. And so I I like that about the mojo factor because Mm -hmm. mojo, I always think of as, yeah, getting your mojo, like getting your energy, yeah, your good energy going, right? Well, it's... All energy. All energy. Okay. Right. And what 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 I really support women in doing is because mm-hmm. we have light and shadow sides to everything. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's about the choices we make. Who are we going to be about it? How are we going to show up? Mm-hmm. Are we going to live into our stories that are disempowering? I my life could have turned out a completely different way. Totally. I mean, really different. Let it take you there, down. Let yeah. it own you. And there are yeah. moments when I look back, and frankly, I'm blessed. Every day I wake up and say thank you mm-hmm. because there were moments where I was, you know, very close to dying. Yeah. And, and you know, from things that were, I don't want to say senseless, but they were a bit senseless. Right. So, again, and I could have bought into a story of being disempowered, of, you know, being taken advantage being of, all, being a victim, all that. Right. The difference is, again, you tap into the mojo and you tap into the choice of what are you going to do with this one, you know, amazing life of yours. Right. And not live in that past or that incident. You're not that past. You're not that incident. Everything is here in the present. Mm. The world is your oyster. And every day you can make choices. Absolutely. And the choices are easier to make when you are connected to your mojo and that life force. That makes total sense. Yeah, because it's your fuel, by the way. think I just want to yeah. like say, think about it like when you have you know fuel in your tank, in, like in the car, right? Yes, yes. And so we know when we, that light goes on, yeah. right, we're starting to get on fumes. Yeah. You could keep going yeah. and really push it, yeah. right? But if you make sure that you do fuel up your system, which you can do by, you know, what are you putting into your mind? Yes. And the book basically, Find Your Me Spot, came about because I wanted a cheat sheet. Yes. It was like a selfish endeavor. Yeah. It's really about using your senses consciously. 
Where can they get your book? Is that on your website? Is that on Amazon? Where, where it's is on it? Amazon. You can get okay. it through my website, or you could get it on Amazon. Right. Either Which way, it'll... Deborah hyphen, uh, hyphen Kagan, K-A-G-A-N dot com. Yeah. Yeah. And um, who is the type of woman that would want to read your book or want to attend uh, the uh, get your, uh, rock your rock mojo. your mojo weekend. Yeah, so who, there, who is that for? It's there are two there are two lanes. So think about it this way: if you um, if you were similar to me mm-hmm. and you grew up and you know you had a, some stuff and challenge in your life, mm-hmm. right? And maybe mm-hmm. you know you had some mojo when you were younger, and along the way you feel like you lost it. Right. Something happened. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't have that verve. I don't feel right. that enthusiasm, that excitement for life. Right. Right. And I also don't feel super empowered, like in my feminine power, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. It's for that woman. So that's the one avenue. The other avenue is for the women who did not have a great role model. Mm -hmm. The women who are like, I never, it was never taught to me that it was okay to really be in my body, to feel alive and to feel sensual Mm -hmm. in my body, right? right? Because again, sensual does not mean sex. Right. Right. It's literally about utilizing your senses. Right. And every single one of us, we experience life through our five senses. Right. That's what we do. And we're doing it unconsciously day in and day out. Right. And so the book and what happens at the Rock Your Mojo Women's Weekend is you begin to wake up to your senses and now use them consciously. Because when you plug your senses consciously... Think about, you know, literally, what are you putting into your mind? What are the smells that you're um, uh, surrounded by each day? What things are touching your body, right? There's one of the most favorite exercises in the book. It's called the Love Body Wash. And anyway, I don't want to spoil it, but it's number 25 in the book. (laughs) And we actually kind of do a version of it at the event. It's super fun. It's all about starting to wake up that mojo, Because when we do use our senses consciously, Mm -hmm. that's the fastest way to get embodied. So when you find that if you're stressed out or you're just working too much or writing too much marketing copy or whatever we're doing, right, which requires mindset and we need our heads. It's not about totally getting out of our heads. Right. It's about connecting it with this incredible life force called our (coughs) mojo. What do you think about, do you think your mojo is connected to Obviously, I think this, I know the answer, but want to know your, you know, about finding your purpose. Like, do you feel like you have to find your purpose in order to connect to that mojo? Or do you think that connecting to your mojo yes. helps you find your purpose? Yes. Well, it's one of those, yeah. I'm thinking like all roads lead to Rome. Yes. Okay. So, you know, or the chicken, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. What I do know is over these nearly two decades of working with women and helping them to connect to their mojo, when they are questioning what is it that I'm actually here to do? Right. And then they start to get into their bodies. Mm-hmm. They start to wake up to the mojo power. They start to really feel enthusiastic just in, about life in general. Right. The purpose starts to bubble up. Right. Because when we're disconnected from our mojo, right. everything seems hard. Right. We're stressed. Yeah. You can see I'm starting to crunch down. Yeah, yeah. But when we're connected to our mojo, yeah. there's more ease, there's more flow, there's right. more grace in our day-to-day. Right. And so therefore, those little intuitive kind of knocks on our, you know, on our psyche, yeah. we can hear them. Right. And we have then more courage to take action on them. 
Right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So what's like, could you share like maybe, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but maybe a success story of someone that's come to one of the Mojo weekends and you're like, oh my gosh, it just, and you don't have to use their name, yeah. but somebody that came and then just blossomed and maybe something they're doing now. Gosh, there's, I'm thinking about actually so many. Um, okay, there's one, one gal who came to the very first one. Yeah. And there, I mean, there are many gals, but this one gal came to the very first one. She had heard me speak at a um, the Central California Women's Conference uh, numerous years before and right. had stayed connected on my Because you're a speaker also. I am. Yeah. And she stayed connected, you know, on my um, uh, email list yeah. that I, you know, share great stuff on. Yeah. And she came to the event. And what happened was after the event, she was someone who was like, I don't really know what I want to do. She'd been a mom her whole life. Yeah. And I hear okay. this a lot. Yeah. And she was, yeah. by the way, a young mom. I mean, yeah. she was still in her 30s. Yes. Okay. But she'd had many children. Yes. And it was like, what do I do with myself? Right. And she cried a lot at the weekend. Uh-huh. And and it was great because she was like, I'm a crier in general. Right. Yeah. But um, I relate to that. Yeah. 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 What, what happened was she um after that weekend she started to utilize all the mojo tools yes and she did join me in working with me in my mentorship program and so she started to use all these tools and what happened was number one her relationship with her mother totally transformed it was a bit contentious and they started to she started to have more honest dialogue with her mother which created a huge opening for them to become closer I, just to interject, yeah. I think so many people don't have on, honest conversations with their parents, and I don't know why that is, but I can tell you as someone that has lost my parents mm. that people should take heed to that advice today. Be sure to speak your heart and your authentic self to your parents. And look, and sometimes it's not going to be pretty. Oh, no, because you don't want their their feedback, but better to to get it out in the open. It, there's something that makes it a, a stronger, more dynamic relationship if you just take the courage, right, to speak to them on an authentic level. And I just feel like, especially um, the older generation, it's like things are so on the surface. And, and it's actually refreshing to have a, a down-to-earth, you know, authentic conversation. Mm-hmm. I think they're more capable than we think they are and not worry about their response. Yeah. Right? Well, yes. Yeah. And and I think what happens is we, we don't even realize that how much energy and how much tension we're yes. holding yes. when we are withholding. Right. And so even though the conversation might be uncomfortable, what happens is when you do share, you free something up within yourself. And guess what? They were feeling that funk that was within you even before you said something. Right, right. They might not know what it was, right. but it's like, I'm feeling something weird for my kid. Yeah. Because they're your parent, and whether, you know, it works out or not between yeah. you two, yeah. your parents kind of know something's up with you. Exactly. It's, it's just so an, that in, started so, to heal for her. So that started her. to heal for her. And then the whole in her home with her kids, her kids started to use the mojo tools, and, base, <gasps> and then her husband, you know, started to feel the vibe. So what happens and what I always say is yeah. when you start doing the work, it's going to radiate out around you. Yes. And it's I going to affect that. everybody in your in your sphere. Because it's energy. It is energy. Yeah. And so here's the cool thing. Her husband had always they'd wanted to start their own business. And they did. Oh wow. I know. And then they so the business, um, they launched the business. They um 
you know, sort of their side hustle, which is growing to be their full-time business. But they launched it, and it did great, and they ended up going on a vacation that was, you know, basically paid for, you know, from the new business, and it was the first time that it happened. And so it was super exciting because... And and how could that not be empowering? I know. And it was so beautiful to just see all of that. And, I mean, anyway, there are many more stories I could And And those stories are... I'm sure keep you doing what you're doing and yeah. making, I mean, that's obviously your legacy is to help empower women with this mojo. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that you take your own life experience, have created these tools, written your book, put on these workshops and speak about it all over the country. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, you're speaking about legacy and you know, the, the person who influenced me the most when I was growing up was my grandmother. Oh. And I, I always share this and because it's, you know, she was an incredible, incredible woman, you know, at five foot one, <laughs> you know. Nothing wrong with that. Right, exactly. Yeah, like just a powerhouse. Five yeah, powerhouse. <laughs> and, but she always said to me, be beautiful from the inside out. Yes. And so she was talking about mojo. Yes. She was talking about she her life force. She was talking about it. Like, it's fun to do the outside stuff. Yeah. But if if you don't got that inside light. Oh, so totally true, isn't it? Yeah. And I've so, seen the most beautiful people, but if it's not coming from the inside, mm-hmm. it's just not there. Yeah. You know, but there's nothing more beautiful than a beautiful woman with a beautiful mojo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I say living a turned on yeah. life. Yes. Because it's having that mojo light on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, really the work pleasure. you're doing is amazing, and I love getting these resources out to our viewers. Mm. So Rock Your Mojo Weekend is in October at com, which is with a hyphen in between. Yep. Uh, and just thanks for sharing, and make it a great week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Be sure to check out Deborah Kagan. Hugs and happiness. <laughs>